Lag Game Club. Welcome to the Nerd Lag Game Club podcast, the podcast that gives us a chance to step back and play a game with friends. I'm Corey, and I'm joined with by three party members today. Lauren. Hey. Tunza. What up? And Daniel. Hello. In this episode of the Game Club, we're trying to save a bankrupt company and playing 2020's Going Under. Going Under was developed by Agro Crab and published by Team 17. Agro Crab has developed this, and their newest game is called Subway Midnight, which is like a horror game, I guess. Uh, this was our game pick for the month of March and was Dan's pick. So, Dan, why don't you give us a brief summary of the story for this game? Um, so basically you're Jackie, you, uh, get hired at this company, Fizzle, is it Fizzle, or is that just what they make? It is Fizzle. Fizzle. Okay. Um, you join as, like, an intern for a marketing job, and then on your first day, like, doing your little stupid videos, like, you mostly do at jobs. There's a, a monster there, and, he, and the man, the boss is kind of like, yeah, I need you to go handle that. Then you have to go through three different dungeon-type companies, fighting monsters, getting a relic that the boss says will kind of make productivity better. That's kind of the gist of it. You just kind of work through... Yeah, too many dungeons. Yeah, yeah. All the characters give you a different type of like quests, build like relationship with your coworkers, type best things, while being a roguelike. All right. Before we get any further into the game, I want to give the spoiler warning. So if you want to play this game, then I recommend playing it before listening. With that being said, who wants to talk about the gameplay and mechanics for going under? Uh, I mean, I guess I can. It's just a roguelike, so you do a lot of like procedural, generally like dungeons. So each time you enter the dungeon, different different rooms, different like areas, you encounter like the same gist of enemies per dungeon, but not in like a order. So the idea is to keep getting better, unlock abilities, and going. Uh, you have your basic attack, heavy attack. Um, you can throw some uh, weapons. Have like you could shoot. Like there's a gun. Uh, but that's basically it. It's a roguelike. So essentially, like each dungeon's a little bit different. Um, and as you said, like they are random, but you'll get like shops typically and like little closets that give you new skills. There's a ton of different skills in this game. There's an achievement that I was looking at that's collecting all 74 skills. That's crazy. So there, there's quite a bit um, in the ways of that. And those skills can be anything from if you die in the dungeon that you revive yourself with like one heart, um, increasing in size, decreasing in size, um, increasing your attack, having more like uh, immunity to like fire, electricity, stuff, ice. Um, so you kind of can play as you want, because as you go into each dungeon, you are able to assign one assigned skill out of the ones that you fully like researched, I guess. Yeah, you you used multiple times. So um, you have like a better understanding or something that allows you to equip it right off the start. Right. So you can go into a, like a dungeon like. I know for early on, I used the one that Brew would bring you back if you died with one heart, because just sometimes that was that's what I needed was just to die, you know, in one little spot, come back, and then after that, I was able to recover all my hearts and stuff. Um, yeah, I kind of used that one, or I also used like the big weapon one. I used the heart one, or I used the one that electrocutes if you do like a critical hit. Oh, I like that one, too. The one that just has the blade rotating around you. Yeah, when I beat the very first dungeon, I unlocked that skill. Like, And I was like, man, this thing's dope. And then in the second dungeon, it's not as good. Yeah, like, (laughs) their distance. Essentially, you do three different dungeons. The first one's 
Goblin? Job. Joblin. Goblin. Yeah. Which I don't know what that technically is. It's kind of like a... I don't know how to explain that one so much. The other two I think it's are... just like a... Like a... I guess like, like an office, office building. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then the second one is... Stick coin? Stick coin? Uh, that's the third one. I'm gonna say, I think it just depends. The second one is Pinky played... Wink or whatever. I yeah. played Bitcoin second. Yeah, I did yeah. that one first. Wait. They unlock at the same time. Yeah, it's so. I think they all. Oh, actually, I think I, I think I know what happened. So in mine, I kept losing in the first dungeon, and every time you like lose in a dungeon, like stuff still like progresses. Yeah, it's happening. So yeah. I unlocked Finky Dink before I beat the first dungeon. So I didn't unlock the stick coin or whatever until after. Uh, oh, we got Winky Dink. Yeah, Winky Dink. That's what it is. Yeah, so Winky Dink is essentially that one's like tender. Yeah, it's like a dating app website uh, thing. Which it's pretty weird. There's like a lot of like things throughout the dungeon that implies that it's like a sex app. Well, it's all supposed to be like emojis. Right, but it's 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 a sex dungeon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like whips and fans and body pillows and, uh, and the low eggplants. hanging fruit. Yeah. So, so body pillows, sex dungeon, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's the ones that rat you can like, so you're not so alone. I know. Yeah. I'm just like a correlation whips. Uh... Well, the the ones I was thinking were like the body yeah. pillows that have like the the, arm. the little girl like the demon girl on it oh uh, yeah uh, yeah then you had like the cuddle or like the one that has like just the arm <laughs> yeah cuddle pillow yeah. yeah um did you guys have a favorite dun well i guess we should talk about the other one the crypt coin one is like a mine like a you know if you're mining for crypto essentially and uh it's mainly like skeletons in that one, skeletons yeah, and bats. With, like pickaxes and uh, the one that has the giga drill. Yeah, like the excavator, like mech. Yeah. Um. So that one's like more like a mine. That one was my least favorite. Same. I think. Um. But did you guys have a favorite dungeon out of those three? I don't know. I like Winky Dink. Yeah, me too. I. I mean, I don't know. No, Winky Dink was the easiest. I like Twinkie Dink because of the matching, and it was just fun to see how long would, regardless if it was a boyfriend or girlfriend, how long they would last through the dungeon. Yeah, you have, uh, there's rooms in Winky Dink that have, like, a phone, and it gives you three options, so you can reject all three, or you can, like, swipe right on someone, and then you have to fight them. Yeah. And I think if you defeat them quick enough, they'll join you. Yep. I think it's based on uh, how much damage they do to you. Yeah, like if I they think hit that's you like it. three times or something, then you won't get them. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just remember just beating them down really fast, and then they'd be like, oh, yeah. you got a boyfriend. Right. So, like, I like that dungeon, but I like the other one's boss better. This, Which one? The stick coin or whatever. Oh, what is his oh, name? Yeah. Hustle Bones. Hustle Bones. Hustle Bones. <laughs> He's like the Grim Reaper, but also like a DJ. Yeah, yeah. I love him. He's trying to hustle. Love it. Um, so that he, he, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I, I like the boss fight of that one too. The first one, the boss is caffeinated mm -hmm. or caffeine, uh, which is pretty simple boss fight. Nothing too crazy about that one. And then the boss fight in Winky Dink is your stereotypical <laughs> is a hand boss fight. Yeah. yeah. Beat up the two hands allows you to hit the core body or in this case just a floating face. If you played Smash Brothers, you easily know the moveset. If you've played any Zelda uh, It's games. literally the same exact moves. It, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's the same moves from Smash Brothers. Yeah, but once you beat each one of these those dungeons the first time around, you get each relic, as Dan was talking about. 
and you put it in a on the fountain in like the middle of the lobby the lot that fountain turns into like a weird Ooh. rainbow swirl portal and that is also a dungeon it's like a tower dungeon like you go, yeah. like you'll beat the enemies on the first floor then you'll go down another floor yeah you like spawn in you grab like a skill or a weapon or whatever and then you go to the next floor kill an enemy or a couple enemies and then you just progressively go lower until you get to the boss fight, which, spoiler alert, I guess, is the manager, Marv. Good old Marv. Did uh, anyone struggle with this fight? I did. Uh, I struggled the first time, I think. I think it was the first time. Well, I kept waiting to pick up the sword till I used the weapons I had. And the sword, like, he destroys the sword. He does? Yeah, so then you're left with no weapons unless you catch one of the ones he rolls at you. I don't know if you remember when we were playing and I was bitching about how I was punching him and it happened like three times in a row. Oh, and I so got my off My sword never broke. Um, Even if you left it there? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't no, know. you pick it up, you're fine. But if you... if you like, I went to use the weapons in my... Like, I brought, like, down... He destroys the sword or and like I could have just been glitchy, but it happened three times, so I'm assuming it's just a an event like be like triggered. Like if I don't pick it up in time. Well, I mean, if you hit if a weapon gets hit in an arena at a player like throughout any of the dungeons, if it takes enough damage before you even pick it up, it will get destroyed. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what happened. This boss fight's a little weird. I beat it first try, which I think was a fluke. Because I did not beat him the first try later on. But he does like a coffin drop. Yeah, that's when I was always attacked. Which I really liked. He can parry you, which I I never got parried. So someone please tell me how that works. Oh, it's just like well, whenever you like go to hit him, like he would like stun, like you would hit. And he would kind of just like stun you for like a quick second and then just hit you. Yeah. It was kind of like one quick, fast motion. Well, I never had that happen to me. So, I, when you guys were talking about it, I was super confused. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know, he's an anime boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the main character of an anime. Or when you first seen him later on, you were like, is this Cloud? Yeah, same. Because <laughs> he has like a big old Buster Blade later and on, a razor blade. Um, but after you beat him, uh, the world goes to shit. Basically, you go under. Yeah, the company yeah, you goes go under. Underworld. Yeah, the company goes under, and everyone turns into a fish. Yeah, which I don't. Or some very. Yeah, I wasn't really fish. sure about. <laughs> yeah. Before we go any further, did you guys have a favorite coworker? Dude, Swamp was kind of cool. Yeah, they were all pretty. Yeah. Like, the dialogue in this game is like, per like pretty good. Like I don't remember as much just because there's a lot of like subtle little small jokes. Uh, yeah, it's been a couple days, but like, yeah, he his like lines stick out. Just like some of the lines of what like, what Raymond, the CEO. Like, especially when you go like confront him about like the thing, and you're like, "Well, you gonna fight me? I'll have to take it like or take it from or took it from everybody else." And he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, you're good, man. Be safe." So um, I mean, the dog's probably up there. The dog's pretty cool. I like. I just like is Swamp the. He's the, he's the barista. Yeah, he's yeah. the best. <laughs> I, I don't care either way, man. I'm yeah. just go with the flow or yeah, whatever. He's, he's like, I'm good with being a fish. Yeah, he's like, I'm good with being whatever. I don't like worry about much. Like it, it had great dialogue. That's good. I like him a lot. Uh, but so essentially, once you beat Marv the first time, you have to go back through the true forms of each dungeon. Yeah, and get their shard from like the shareholder. Right, because you're trying to, you're gonna go confront the shareholder. So you do. It's all each the same. The bot, like the areas are just more difficult. Like as you progress, There's some new enemies, some new enemies, but not really. They're kind of just more like variations yeah. of the same enemy. More cars, apparently, for me. Yeah. <laughs> The whole Joblin one is like nothing but cars, and there'll be like four or five of them, and I'm like, I hate this. And then, uh, 
so the boss fights are a little different, a little more difficult. Uh, I know like the stick coin one, you have to like collect currency for the water to go down. Yeah, I feel like that was the easiest one out of like, well, no. I feel like the first boss, which I found to be the easy, like real easy, like the Joblin one ended up being harder this time around compared to the other ones. What about you, Lauren? Did you did you think that the bosses were way more difficult second go around? No, not really. I thought they were easier the second time around, if I'm being honest. Can we uh, address the elephant in the room? Hmm. So, this game offers an assist mode. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I played with all the assists turn all the way up. And my reasoning being is I would never finish this game in time. It took me three hours to beat the first dungeon. I also turned on the weapon durability because I only had like an hour and a half left. But then we didn't even record that night, so. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. No, I would rather <laughs> record it then. <laughs> Like, while um, the game was still, like, fresh. So, I finished it without any of the any assist mode on. Same. So, true gamers over here, right, Dan? Yeah, the best yeah, ones. I just, I just did the weapon durability, because I found by the time I got to the boss fights, I would have, like, no weapons, or, like, they would break. I felt bad for Lauren, though, because... She, it did take her three hours and she was laying on the floor in, in my game room and she goes, yes, finally. <laughs> so stressful. Well, I mean, that's like the good part of games challenging, but like they, I like the way even in their assist mode, they're like, Hey, don't feel bad. Like this game is meant to be difficult. We're giving you this option to make it like, you know, play how you want to play. Right. And I think more games kind of need that. I mean, this is the whole Elden Ring thing popped up. I don't think every game needs this. Because, like, I mean, Dark Souls games are designed to be relentless, and making them easy makes it not that. But this isn't, this is just supposed to be a difficult, fun game. So, them having this assist mode where it doesn't beat you down, or like, you know, like certain games like uh, Metal Gear made you wear like the chicken costume if you like, made, like, lower the difficulty and stuff. <laughs> ridicule you yeah like this game is like nah you're good do whatever I like their little message it's good I like that uh, it, it just gives the option to somebody that's not very good at games like this just so they can still enjoy yeah. the story and the dialogue I mean regardless even you know, you're still gonna probably die like just because I did the weapon durability didn't really make it much easier like it just made when I carried the like the jumbo swords and stuff, they wouldn't break in a couple hits. And... So the after you rebeat each of the three dungeons, you unlock the elevator, which leads you up to the shareholders. This is like a it's a, a warehouse for cubicle, which is yeah. what delivers you items and skills and like money and stuff throughout the game. Pretty interesting concept. A lot of uh, assist creatures in this one. Yeah, I just felt like everything I needed throughout the game, like, because I struggled with finding weapons a lot. This game was like, here you go. Here's a weapon. Here's too many weapons. Yeah, here's 70 uh, yeah. boxes in this room, and you can only pick three or four, depending on if you got that skill. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you basically just go through floors of this, and they're robot enemies. It's like... These like flying drones that shoot like either like the bomb gun at you or like uh, the laser gun. laser. Or it's like, I don't even know what those other ones are. Little pillar things that shoot fire. Yeah. Like, what would you even consider those? Like, they're just like an AI robot. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then once you get through all this, you go Every so often you see the creatures that you were fighting in the other three dungeons and they're there to help you. They'll give you like a skill and they'll also give you some sort of healing for free, which is pretty cool mm. with them. And uh, once you get to the end, you run into Marv again. And this is the time we were talking about. He has like this giant like buster sword. I swear he's wearing like a tank top too or something. He, he was He's ripped, man. He has like a eight pack going on in this this fight. Yeah, 
It's essentially the same fight, though, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, he does the same. He does the same moves. Yeah. What about you? I didn't really notice his scroll the last time. I feel like it was way longer. What was the question? Did you, uh, did you think he was any different the second time around? Marv, your boy Marv. I played through this so quickly once I switched over, so I'm trying to think. I don't feel like he was all, like, that different. Maybe, like, a little bit harder, but not really. Yeah, I think the only thing I really noticed, and he might have done it the first time, but I never got to that point. Did he, like, absorb all those items and, like, start chucking them at you in the first fight with uh, him? Uh-uh. I don't remember him like, really anything absorbing, absorbing but he, like, pulls out, like, the so. scroll... From like Naruto and starts chucking shit at you. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah he's got like a, probably. He has all these items stored like in a alternate in a scroll, dimension. Yeah. yeah, you like pull out a scroll and then like five items will appear above him and then like shoot out towards you, as okay. opposed to like the first one yeah, he was where like, it'd be like three or something. I, I didn't even see it in the first fight with him. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Like I noticed he would throw like three things that first fight, but this one I noticed. And I was like, what is he ten ten? Like just throwing <laughs> like stuff from the ninja scrolls. A lot of people. Like that's a, you could tell, like he's he's so heavily inspired by that stuff. Yeah, cool. he's an anime fan for sure. Yeah. He loves anime. Um after this fight you get to fight the true final boss, which is the shareholders. And once you get there, you realize that they are all dead. Yep. And the AI yep. cube Avi has apparently absorbed their brain. And uh, at first, I thought this fight was going to end with you just punching it off the table. The same. And then that would just be it. I was hoping so. I was like, please tell me that's the end, because that would be so funny. I would have been like, this is great, because like, you have a boss fight right before it. It would have been just like our mini game where you fight, uh, I don't know what that game was called. Kaniku or whatever, you like kick him off the moon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, like if it was like that, that'd been interesting. Um, but anyways, you kick her off the table, then she like, I don't know, absorbs the real world into like a cloud-based server kind of thing. I don't know what's happening exactly. Oh, yeah, and at one point you go into the cloud. I'm like, Lauren, you know all about this stuff. The cloud. You, for that boss fight, you, like, fight the friggin' drones or whatever and a bunch of the same enemies you have been, and then you upload your, basically your consciousness into the cloud, which is where she's stored at. Because she's just a, a program at the end of the day. So you go in and you fight her in the cloud. It's like attacking a virus, essentially. I uh, enjoyed that they strip your weapons away from you for that portion. Yeah, you like fist fight it. <laughs> yeah, so I made sure that I grabbed the power up because I died like the first couple times. Um, but I grabbed the power up where you have like fighting bigger enemies, so you have like big old boxing gloves on. So I'd go in there and I was just like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> um, so I did way more damage once I did that, and that was the time that I beat it. So pretty cool, though. Can we mention the music that plays? Oh, uh, during that part was the best. Oh yeah. I can't remember what it says now, it's but like, I was vibing uh, to it. Up, upload your brain. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. But I was jamming to that until like my game. So my game literally froze in the middle of that. Oh, yeah, and I, I had to restart it. Yeah, so I was in the middle of the fight. I probably got it, like, maybe halfway. But I had so many enemies spawn on the screen that I was, you know, attacking them. And then the whole thing just froze. I heard music, and then eventually the music cut out, too. And I had to restart that whole level all over again. I you were, you were so too. upset. 
not like I was extremely upset because it started me all the way back to going into I had to grab the last piece that I needed and go back into that level again. Yeah, like my sound glitched at that like the part where you're like fighting and then the square drops and it starts shooting a laser and trying to flip on you. Is I started getting like like my just sound was awful. Yeah. I also had issues. So let's talk let's just talk about the fact that I think I'm the only person that played on the Switch. Yep. And even when we would do like the uh loading screens in between levels, mine would lag out like I had a bad internet connection. It would get real laggy. Yeah, so since we were I was playing on PC and you were playing on the Switch, at one point we were comparing our load screens. Well, yeah, that'd be hard to compare, though. Like, mine's like an MVME. That's going to blow that switch out of the water regardless. Well, yeah, but it's just interesting to see, like, how yeah, it lags. Yeah. That's like when I watch Corey or, like, Corey stream, like, or not, with Dan was streaming owner and Corey got to see how, like, long our load and cut, like, when we die and how long it takes. And he's like, oh, mine are, like, instant. Like, you yeah. can come back. Um, on that PS5. Um, yeah. But that's pretty much the story. I mean, you beat the AI after that, after punching her out of the cloud, and you take all of her program away besides the ability to, like, make coffee. <laughs> and everything around you is on fire, and you and all your co-workers dance. Yeah, that was probably, yeah. like, I like the ending of that. Yeah, it's pretty and... satisfying. Might as well just groove out. Yeah, might as well just groove out. We have each other. <laughs> like, doesn't matter what's going on. I love that it's like it's real close up to you guys, and it doesn't look all that bad. And mm. then as you're dancing, it's slowly panning away, and there's like fire over here, and like, like the, the whole wall city. Is it's not. Missing. It didn't just affect like you. It affected the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, good times. I uh. Yeah, that was it. That was the end of the game, and then you can go back through and continue to play if you'd want to. Um, which I, I did some of the side, like, request stuff from the co-workers. Um, they don't really give you a whole lot other than, like, new skills that each mentor will give you. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes it a little easier. Sometimes they're pretty good. Like, the Raymond, like, the CEO or whatever. If you, as you up, up like, level him up, he'll have random rooms that show up throughout dungeons that will give you extra skills. Oh, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, and sometimes those the, you'll go into that room and it have a skill, and then there'll be weapons laying around. So, like, it is pretty beneficial, like, for that one. I never really got behind the the dude that was doing, like, the cans of, like, Fizzle. Yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't really feel like they were all that strong or, like, worthwhile, but as you level them up, he'll give you a bento box. Mm-hmm. And you'll... It, Gives you three pieces of food to heal yourself. So that's pretty good, though. Yeah. So it, it definitely does pay off if you do level up these mentors, but I don't really think they're necessary, but it's pretty cool. Um, let's talk about art and music. We talked about the boss fight music at the end, which was like some dubstep. It was like slapping. Uh, but we didn't really talk about art. So how about Dan? How would you tell us kind of what this oh, game no. looks like? I don't, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's like kind of, kind of ragdoll like esque. I don't know. It's kind of bright colors. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know how to like <laughs> how to really describe the art of this game. Wonky. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Everyone's kind of like oblong in one way or another. Like you either have like kind of long arms or like you're real short with like. Like long legs, kind of. Or I mean, everything's just a little weird, but it is very colorful. It's not the greatest looking thing I've ever seen, but I also don't think it was meant to be. I think for what it is, it's fine, like. It's weird enough that it stands out, but like, I don't know, it almost reminded me of like Spore. Like, where like you just kind of like created these creatures and then like however they landed, he was like, all right, well, this is this one, this is this one. 
like used like almost the same thing just added like shapes and textures and then the music throughout the game is pretty much the same it just kind of yeah. does its thing it's kind Soundtrack of like ambient all right what was your guys's time to completion not gonna lie, I didn't look, but I would estimate at least eight hours, maybe more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open my game real quick. So I have like a little over nine hours total, but I think I finished it somewhere between seven and eight because I went back through and played like a bunch of dungeons again, just trying to get those skills, like I said. So I think mine was like seven to eight hours, somewhere in that ballpark. Mine was a little bit longer than eight that's also because i got stuck on the first dungeon for like two and a half hours <laughs> i love that you like struggled and then all of a sudden you were just like okay now i got this uh, yeah oh i also yeah. got stuck stuck on a uh, sticks coins like true form but the, the boat boat well no just the whole dungeon yeah the dungeon itself was all uh, right the boss fight yeah. was fine not yeah, I had an issue with the Joblin one. I just kept getting down to him like with no weapons. Then his, like I just struggle with half hearts most of the time. And then I he his laser move I couldn't beat. And then the stick guy when he would do that spinning on his hand laser, I'd lose that too. And I was like, man, what the fuck's up with his lasers? <laughs> All about the lasers. Do you know what your time is, Tunza? Did you find it? Uh, yeah, seven hours twenty four minutes. All right. Uh, before we head into the last section of the episode, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about for going under? I think we summed it up, I think. Yeah, we kind of touched base with most things. Just if there was anything else you wanted to point out. Are you going to do if we recommend it or not? Yeah, well, we're, that's what we're going to do. We're going to move into that. Oh, okay. All right. Each episode, we go around and find out if we would recommend the game and why or why not. So since Lauren brought it up, we're going to start with her. Would you recommend this game and why or why not? Okay, so for somebody like me who doesn't play these type of games and is terrible at them, with all the assists on, yes. Without all the assists on, no. I, honestly, I don't think I would have finished the game at all if I couldn't have made it easier for myself. It's just not my play style, typically. So, with assists, yes. Without, no. I feel like that's fair. I, I There's no way. I guess I, I would say you should, it would be like a recommend because it has that. <laughs> right, that's what I mean. If it was the same game without the assists, no. Yeah, then that but would But since your... it gives you that option to make it easier for somebody like me, yes. Yeah, there you go. I couldn't imagine you, Lauren, playing, like, the true forms of these dungeons on, like, normal. No, I couldn't do it. It's just not the way I play. Alright, Tenza, how about you? Um, I feel like it comes down to every time. If it's on Game Pass, yes. Like, <laughs> playing, like, like, this game is fine. It's an easier roguelike than, like, some of the ones I've played. Especially with us going through, like, you know, Elden Ring while playing this game. It's definitely not as hard, even if when it spikes it's hard, you get like random RNG where it's like, oh, I walked through that dungeon easy this time. It just took me 50 tries to get here. Um, so yeah, I recommend it. It's I think Lauren got it for 5 bucks on the Nintendo store. It's on yeah. sale on Steam. Or was on sale for around 5 bucks. And um, on Game Pass, I think 20 bucks is a little... I mean, not it's not like super expensive. I think twenty okay, but it was still. I don't know. Comes down to yes, I would recommend it. Just price point would I would like to see it closer to like ten, ten bucks. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I would. I would recommend it. Just I don't. I don't know. I I kind of like these uh, roguelike games just because I don't know. I feel like it's always kind of different. Because you're a mask. Kind of play it how you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I didn't. I I enjoyed it, but I also got on Game Pass, and I don't know. I don't know how much it actually costs. Twenty bucks. And, hmm. I don't think I twenty bucks is a bad price for it. Like, cause there is a full story there. 
and your average person's going to take eight to ten hours. So I think that price point's fine. But like after playing it, I just don't see myself spending twenty bucks or telling somebody to buy it for twenty. But it's good. I like it. If you have never played a roguelike before, I would probably not recommend this in the aspect of price. Try it for a low price, like you said. But if you're into roguelikes, I think this is a good one. I I think it was done well. I think there's parts of this that you can struggle with. There's also parts where you just run like just run through things. I like the story enough that it uh you know keeps you entertained. There's some stupid dialogue. Um, I just like the setting because it's pretty random. That it's just in an office building. Like you're just working at an office, and they're like, yeah, there's actually creatures underneath us. Yeah, I guess why I would say I recommend for people who want to get in roguelikes is because you can turn like you could adjust the difficulty like Lauren said she would not have played this regard like, without that and she doesn't play these kind of games so it let her experience this type of game right but so I also I think, think regardless I think if she had to have paid twenty dollars for this and it wasn't part of the podcast I don't think she would have went out of her way regardless yeah. With like the assist mode, but yeah, I would recommend it. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think it was pretty good. Like, and yeah. I don't typically play stuff like this. Not like just pure roguelikes. Yeah, I play like I dabble every once in a while. Like I did Dead Cells this year, and I played like Hades. So it's like I'm into them enough that like I've played them. But like this is definitely by far what I would say the easier one is. Um, I have the pick for the month of April. So I'm going to tell everyone what game we're playing and why I chose it. Uh, I chose De Blob. It is a old game that came out for the Wii originally, uh, then released for like the 360 and PS3, I think. Uh, essentially, it's like a platformer, but you have to bring back color to a world of gray. Um, I never finished this, but I really enjoyed it, what I played of it. So that's part of the reason I chose it. Um, but I also think you guys should play it and it's a little bit easier. It'll be a game that you're not going to have to put too much effort into. Um, it's pretty easy platform based game. And you got to learn your colors, Tunza. Red, yeah. red and yellow makes orange. Nope. Yeah. Never heard of that. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if it still is, but we picked up a copy for five bucks on Steam, it was on sale. I don't know if you grabbed your copy, Dan. Did you? No. Oh, okay. No. Well, I don't know if it's still on sale or not, but it should be at less than twenty, regardless. Twenty bucks. Yeah. So that's what we'll be playing for the month of April. Hmm. Um, Looking forward to playing it. Yeah, it'd <laughs> be different. Uh, is there co-op is... modes in this? I don't know if the, the first PvP? one's co-op. The second one for sure is. Well, I see like PvP like soccer things. We're gonna have to queue up and whoop each other's ass and Yeah, I have to see beat you down. Right, right. Alright. Before we get into some plugs, anything else you want to say about going under or if we close the book on this one? Uh yeah, you I wanted them done. to release their mm -hmm. uh, merch. Uh, yeah, I want some I want Bring the merch back so I can buy a hoodie. Excellent. Yeah, their store yeah. their store has merch for their new game and like kind of just the brand itself, but I want them to bring something back for this so I can buy it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um <laughs> also just a quick shout out to the game studio Agro Crab. It is six people that made this, so good job guys. Yeah, it's great. Um, but all right, great. I had a lot of fun talking about going under on NLGC, but before we go, we wanted to share where you can find us online. First, we have a YouTube channel called Nerdlag where we'll be uploading some great content. So make sure to subscribe for the latest videos. We have a Facebook page at Nerdlag Game Club. Make sure to like the page so you can get the latest news about the podcast. You can also find us over on Twitter at Nerdlag where we share some of the latest gaming news and stuff we find interesting. And lastly, we have a Discord at Nerdlag where you can talk to us in voice chat 
and join in some discussion about everything nerdy like video games, anime, movies, and chat with like-minded people. If you'd like to join, ask for an invite. Uh, we also want to thank everyone that tuned in for this episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with your friends. And also follow us on Spotify. It really helps. On to the final credits. At the end of each episode, we take a little bit of time to talk about the things we're playing, gaming news that we think is interesting or cool, or just really just catch up about anything. But uh, yeah, so is there anything you guys want to talk about? Uh, we've been addicted to Elden Ring. Were we addicted to Elden Ring their last podcast too? No. No. I don't, I don't, I don't remember so. when we got that. So I still don't remember when we recorded. So we've all of us. I mean, Lauren dropped Elden Ring, but now she's playing Kirby. But we've been playing Elden Ring. I'm kind of stuck right now. I am on the final boss of Elden Ring. I think I'm getting pretty close to being done. There you go. Maybe. I don't know. I hit level like 86 today. I just got a grind. I'm at level 140 and I still feel like it's not enough and I hate it. <laughs> as, I, as I'm struggling to grind just levels. I beat like bosses and dragons. I just, I've wasted so much runes in the beginning of the game just dying the random shit and be like, I'm good. I don't even want to go back. It was only 20,000. Now I'm like, I gotta find a place to farm. Yeah, <laughs> later on though, those later bosses, like they'll give you like 300,000. If you beat them, yeah. so yeah, just gotta beat them. Pretty good uh, leveling up there, but yeah, pretty addicted to Elden Ring. We've put in quite a bit of time. Or I'm coming to the end of it. Hopefully, not that it's bad or anything. I just it's absorbing my life. Yeah, we've all yeah. put at least fifty plus hours. Yeah, into I think it. I have like seventy hours in it now. I really yeah, want to play just like sixty. Damn, I really want to play like something different. Like we were talking yeah, about earlier. Kirby, and I uh, still haven't opened it because I've just been playing Elden Ring. So, yeah. yeah. Like today, I'm like, I think I might just play like something chill. And then you played Elden Ring. I played Elden Ring. No, tonight I'm going to play something chill because I played Elden Ring. Uh, today. I'm like, I'm okay. I played like for like two and a half, three hours. I did a little bit of a rebuild. Same character, but I had more like health and. A little more dexterity since I was using the moon, like moon katana, and it scales off dex and intelligence. Lauren, yeah, so that, well, huh. t- well, talk to us about Kirby. I want to know your thoughts, fresh off the top of your noggin. Okay, so I was talking about Kirby at work today because my store manager is also playing Kirby, and he dropped playing Halo. Because he's having so much fun playing Kirby, which I think speaks for it. But, uh, it's so good. Honestly, I I don't think I've played a Kirby game since I was a kid. So, I went into it kind of like, oh, I even asked you guys, like, you think I should put it on easy mode or just regular? And you're like, oh, just try regular. It's not hard. I had maybe two bosses that I had a little trouble with. Which you would think would be like Meta Knight or King DDD. No. One was like an armadillo. (laughs) And the other one was like the final boss. I struggled for a minute before I switched my power. But like it's just so it's it's a very like casual game. Like it's something that you could just pick up for a couple hours, have fun, like, you know. Try there's so many different powers. You can go into mouthful mode and like, you know, your big fat Kirby with a bunch of water inside of you that you could like spray out, or you could be a car. Or... There's just there's so much to it. It's such a good time. Like I think everybody should play it. I think it's that good. I'd like to give it a whirl. I just I'm like I said, I'm trying to finish Elden Ring so I can escape its clutches. Yeah, but yeah, it looked like you had a good time. You kind of breezed through it too. It seems like you finished it just over like a, like a couple days, and it was only like a few hours before bed. Yeah, so I finished it last night. It was good. I I'm happy I bought it. It was worth it to me. Worth the sixty bucks all day. Did uh, 
Did you even open yours yet, Dan? Nope. <laughs> Sealed. Nice. <laughs> yep. Still just sitting on my table in a in a GameStop bag. <laughs> so take out of the bag. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God! There's a fishing like thing on it, so you can fish in the pond once you unlock it and get fish, and they get bigger as you like keep a chain going where you get more and more of them. It gets a little more complicated and they get bigger and bigger. <laughs> big old tuna fish. A big old fish. I showed you, Corey. It had goggles on. Oh, yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I think from what I can tell, it looks like it doesn't take itself too serious. Mm-mm. Um, and I, I think this is a positive step for Kirby because... Most of the games that come out for it are usually like very gimmicky. I can see that. Well, that's Nintendo, right? But they I usually mean, like... only release the mainline game with gimmicky stuff, like right. Mario Galaxy, Skyward Sword. Right, but I remember like growing up playing like I don't know what it was like Curry Pinball or something yeah i played a lot of like, like the game boy and i was like Dream this World. is cool but like it's not really like a game like did you, that i did want you not play like dream world which is just a platform i did not those are good those are like actually like mainline like curvy games not like the gimmicky stuff but oh dreamland not world my bad have we um anything else or has elden ring just Conquered our life. Just Elden Ring, man. Well, however long that's been, it's just been. I get on, I play a little bit of it, don't make any progress, get off. <laughs> I started rewatching the Harry Potter movies. That's about the only thing I did. Me and Lauren went on a vacation mm-hmm. and seen a soccer game, and we hit like a few gaming stores while we were there. Those were pretty neat. Yeah. They were cool. Kind of expensive, but pretty cool to see. They just had a lot of like anime stuff and video game stuff that you don't typically see in a store. Like you see them online, but never in a store. Oh, there was the one store we went into. It was like video games on one side and figures on the other. And they had figures that were hundreds of dollars. There was like a. A Bloodborne, like, statue thing that was, like, $2,500 or something. Like, just crazy amount of stuff. They even was had wild. the the Rim and Ram, like, I, I guess those are technically, like, head busts. Because they're yeah. only for, like, the chest up. But those aren't even for sale. They just put them out so you could look at them. <laughs> Flex. <Yeah. laughs> There was so many like Hatsune Miku figures that were like three hundred dollars because of how big they were. Like, yeah, that it was crazy. Sense. But yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I mean, just going into different stores like that, like locally owned video game stores, are typically way better because they're just really odd inside. Um, mm-hmm. But that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, Elden Ring. I'm still working on my GameCube challenge. I finally got through Tom Clancy today. Finally. I got I got new parts for my computer. You did. You got a new yeah. graphics new card. New graphics card and a new power supply because my mind was too weak for the new graphics card. And I put them in myself. Dan, did you and ever put you yours in? You only used your computer twice. No, yep. no <laughs> they're just both sitting on my floor. That's a good place for a $900 graphics card. I know, isn't it great? To be fair, I don't I don't think it'll fit in Dan's case. I don't know why you don't just buy another one though. You got money just sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm poor. All you got to do is either go to Best Buy and get one of their generic like three choices. And yes, this is me talking shit about Best Buy. Or Take a trip to Micro Center and get a bunch of different options. Or Amazon. Fuck. Or even Amazon, yeah. You don't even gotta leave your house. They'll deliver it. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> poor. The last thing I want to mention, because he's just gonna keep saying I'm poor. <laughs> they 
officially announced the Maiden Abyss Collector's Edition. Oh, yeah, they did. It says Fall 2022. So I'm excited for that. We're getting another season of that. Yep. I think it's like July or something. So if I can give, I don't really watch anime, but if I can give you a recommendation for one, it's that one. Watch Maiden Abyss. I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's it's wonderful. It's weird. It's super weird, but it's wonderful. Yeah. I like it a lot. Nope. I think I'm good. good? Alright, I had Uh, fun with this. Morbius is bad. Oh, I don't (laughs) want to talk about Morbius. That just takes us... I hope you guys (laughs) didn't see the reviews for Harry Potter. I've seen those too. looks terrible. They got worse than Morbius. Wait, the new Harry Potter movie? Is that what you're talking about? Fantastic Beast movie, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. There's um, The review that I seen was literally talking about how they focus solely on the fact of establishing that Dumbledore is gay over <laughs> doing anything else in the movie. I just seen that it was like, we're taking the magic out of Harry Potter. <laughs> <or> like, <laughs> out of the universe and making it as most mundane as possible. And I was like, that sucks, since the whole thing's about Fantastic Beast. Right. Like, you know, like... It's supposed to be fantasy, and then you're going to do it not so fantasy. So to be fair with this, I don't even know how they made a movie about the Fantastic Beast book, because it's literally just almost like a... Well, I don't like know an you... encyclopedia. Yeah, you, right? they, of the creatures, but there's not... like They wrote a story around it. The first movie was great, because guess what? It was about Fantastic Beast. The other movies were not... Yeah, the, like second, the, se- the second the second one barely weird. had. Yeah. had the one on the lake. That was basically the only thing I remember. We like are the bull uh, thing. Going to go see um, Sonic this weekend. So hopefully that Sonic. one takes us out of the dumps. Sonic and the Nicolas Cage movie might be the best movies in April. Yep, and then we'll get. I don't. Blown, I don't know. And then hopefully about. we're blown away by Doctor Strange. Yeah, we'll see. That should be good. But that's right. a mainline. I had fun having a little extra time at the end of this episode, but I think it's time for us to install the next game and get ready for the next episode. So thanks mm-hmm. for listening, and we will see you guys for the next one. See ya. Bye. Later. Bye.